Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are, of course, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. And I do want to bring the attention, before we get into our whole big show, obviously we have the college football playoff um, that is set for absolute chaos. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, the NFL is playoff pushes going on. We have our fantasy studs and duds as you get ready for your playoffs. But I want to remind everybody now that you're listening to this, it's the final month of December to our final month of December is the final month of 2021. <laughs> it is December. Final month of 2021 is uh, here. And that means the holidays are approaching fast and furious. It's kind of hard to believe it's wild that uh, 2021 has pretty much come and gone already, but make sure your home is safe and warm this season. And that would be thanks to Johnstone Supply and Troy. The Goodman furnaces are now in stock and Goodman furnaces are not only made in America, but they are also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit the season that is a number one starter when it comes to the colder weather coming. Find out about ways to purify the air in your home. I mean, I, I'm almost right there. Like, my lips are chapped right now <laughs> just yeah. because of the dry air. It, like, smacks you. You got to get used to it for a little while, and, and it's the tis the season, right? So find out how you can purify the air in your home and adjust those air filters before the big holiday events by connecting with Johnstone Supply and Troy. A couple ways you could do that. Visit them on 6th Avenue Troy from 8 to 5 or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it is George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew, they will offer you the best recommendations for this season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace. Call, once again, Johnstone Supply and Troy at 518-272-5922 or leave them a comment on facebook.com slash Johnstone Supply Troy, New York. And Taylor, I mean, holiday season, I hope everybody had a healthy, safe Thanksgiving. Obviously, back to work now. Um, But that also brought the most chaotic week of college football I think any of us could have asked for. Uh, And the college football playoff is absolutely set for chaos. Obviously college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night and uh, they are as follows. Georgia, number one, Michigan comes in at two after upsetting Ohio state at home. Uh, Big win for Michigan. I kind of hate to see it because I fucking hate Michigan. Um, Bama survived a scare in the Iron Bowl against Auburn. And, and, and I mean, it, it, it was a scare, but what a game. I mean, those games are always close. Um, I yeah. take the right, ra- tank the rankings and the records out of that game. You can't fault Alabama for that. Um, they survived, though. They are now number three, and Cincinnati remains at four at 12 and 0. And uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk evolving. Cincinnati here in a couple of minutes. We'll we'll get to all of it because it's not only the college football playoff that has chaos. Um, Oklahoma State won a big game. They are now number five after beating Oklahoma, who just lost Lincoln Riley to USC. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State is number five, looking for a potential spot in the college football playoff. And Notre Dame is probably the sixth team that has a shot at this. 
Um, they are done. They're 11 and one. However, they have lost Brian Kelly to LSU as he took the job uh, and kind of left in the middle of the night there. Um, Caught Notre Dame by surprise. And of course, you have the college football playoff uh, commissioner coming out and saying, hey, we take these things into consideration. Like, who is available and what are the teams at when it comes to uh, the, the, you know, the college football playoff? It, this starts to get really interesting, Taylor, uh, especially between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to Michigan, Ohio State. Obviously, that's a big talking point. Georgia, they did what they had to do. Bama's mm-hmm. there. We'll, we'll talk about all these, but let's look at strictly Notre Dame and Cincinnati right now, because one, Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame, goes to LSU. So that leaves a vacancy to Notre Dame. Okay. There's Cincinnati there with Luke Fickle. Who's the favorite to take the Notre Dame job would be Cincinnati's head coach, Luke Fickle. So when you look at what the commissioner said last night, and I say last night because we're recording on Wednesdays, but Tuesday night after these rankings come out, Uh, You have them saying like, look, we take into consideration what this team is right now. Does it help? I mean, it certainly doesn't help Notre Dame that they lose Brian Kelly. But if Luke Fickle steps in and it shakes out, like if Luke Fickle announces and he leaves to go to Notre Dame, that leaves Cincinnati there without a real head coach. Does Notre Dame jump Cincinnati no matter what? Uh because of that consideration, what happens to Notre Dame if Luke Fickle goes? Does Notre Dame completely get knocked out of this thing either way because they don't have Brian Kelly? This is a whole other dynamic that, look, the college football playoff spits up something new each and every year. This is another dynamic. Like, look, it sucks because that's not this shouldn't be what the conversation is, but this is kind of the state of college football right now. Mm-hmm. The head coaches and the head coaching carousel has an impact on who's going to make the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see how the committee takes all this in. Um, ultimately, for me, uh, if you have Cincinnati there and they don't lose and they keep winning, I mean, I, I don't see a way you can take them out, really. Like, even if, you know, if Luke Fickle side, so, so what happens? I, I still like, just think Cincinnati, but are you really putting a Cincinnati team that wins a meteor, mediocre American conference? And then, you know, doesn't even have a head coach when they go and face Georgia. Like, how bad is that going to look? That's going to look it's, terrible. It doesn't matter. Even if Fickle stays, they're still going to get trounced by Georgia. So I, I, I really, I, I think at this point, you can't look at it because the committee's not looking at it this way. The committee's not, it doesn't seem like they're, they're, they're giving due to the wins that you have, to the season that you've had, and they're not really looking at it as you know oh let's make the best matchup for georgia like it just doesn't seem that way that they care because i think we all agree that almost any team you put any team in there even alabama or michigan i think if you put them up against georgia it's going to be like georgia's going to win the national championship in my opinion georgia is going to win the national championship no matter what happens like Mm -hmm. no matter what movement goes around georgia will win i think Mm -hmm. because georgia is just that good and so I don't think it matters who you put it for in terms of trying to make a good matchup for Georgia, because I think no matter what Georgia's going to win. So maybe you put them in there just because, you know, they won, they won their games. They won the games that are in front of them. They beat Notre Dame already. I don't think you can put a Notre Dame over them, especially if like, you know, with the, the one loss Notre Dame that they already have a loss against Cincinnati, 
Right. Like you, you can't, you can't justify in my mind any way to get Notre Dame in there. The the teams that I'm looking at for you know jumping up purposes is is what's going to happen with Alabama, assuming that because they're going to play. Yeah, the I want to get championship this. game. Yeah, yeah uh, against Georgia, and if if Alabama wins, then that's easy. Alabama stays in. Georgia stays in because you can't knock out Georgia at this point. They are, they are there. They're not going anywhere. Even if they lost, if they have one loss to Alabama, if Alabama loses, which I assume they will, that's what I would predict because I think, like I just said, that Georgia is the best team in the country by far, especially because I, I know you, you throw out the iron bowl because, because it's the rivalry and you know, it's storied history and whatever else, but that game was rough for Alabama. It, took it sure them, was. It took them sure till I think the fourth quarter or late in the third. I'm not sure fourth if they, it, it, it's to score their first touchdown. Yep, oh no, no, quarter. oh yeah, no, no, definitely because they had they kicked the field goal and then they had to drive 98 yards to get that field goal, the, the touchdown to tie, which yep. was an impressive drive, kind of like it was a struggle the whole way. And so I don't know if you can really like like that uh, that <laughs> that just made me question like Alabama standing in that top four because. I, I don't know, man. It was a tough game for them. It took them the fourth quarter to score their first touchdown. And you think that it's going to get easier against a team like Alabama or uh, Georgia? No, it's it's going to be rough for them. Like, if they put up a showing like they did against Georgia's defense, like, they may not score at all. Like, it gets, <laughs> well, it gets it. So, like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say that we should just chalk this up as an automatic Georgia win in the SEC championship game. Because no. that's that, that I, I mean that the look Georgia's been very good, but look at who they've played lately. Okay, like Georgia has not been tested. Bama True. by far will be their biggest test all season long, True. Um, and, and it's and it's not close. So for it, as dominating as Georgia's been, they haven't played in Alabama. Alabama only has the one loss. It's okay; you are allowed to lose. However, the ease it, it gets easy for the selection. If Alabama wins, listen, SEC Georgia, champion Alabama with one loss, you're in the top four. One loss runner up Georgia that's been number one, you're you're in. So those two teams are a lock if Alabama wins because that'll cause problems for Cincinnati and might have, which would but, end up in a debate with Oklahoma State and definitely Notre Dame because because yeah. Michigan's going to be Iowa. Michigan mm-hmm. is going to be Iowa, so Michigan's in. So you have Georgia, yep. Bama, Michigan, and then you have a conversation to have about Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, who, if they win the Big 12, I think deserves it over Cincinnati. I'm going to say it out there. And then, obviously, Notre Dame's chances probably get hurt because what do they have up against an Oklahoma State or a Cincinnati? But I, I think that's where the conversation is going to be. The, the thing is, you got to look at it. The only thing that we can judge these teams off of are the team, the game, the teams that they play and the games that they play. Georgia played Auburn and won handily, thirty-four ten earlier in the season. Granted, but thirty-four ten, it didn't. So Penn any- State, by that logic, Penn State should be in the playoff. We beat Auburn. No, but you also lost to every other team that you lost to. You don't have a say in this because you lost the teams. You lost to those teams. But that's but how Georgia ridiculous had, that is. That, like, but you Georgia, Georgia played Auburn. But you said that yeah, Georgia didn't Georgia play anyone. Auburn. So Georgia played Auburn and they smacked them. And then Alabama just played Auburn and barely won. It it's the Iron Bowl. It's at Auburn. That was Auburn's Super Bowl this year. Uh, it yeah. was that was that was it. I mean, that, there's gonna be you don't think, but you don't think that Georgia's the, gonna get up for the, look the at SEC the scores championship of, game. 
Like they're gonna crush Alabama, I think. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. If think Alabama so. plays like they just played. I did. Di- I gonna dis- beat. Them. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, and, I, but, I'm not saying Georgia's not going to win, but I'm telling you that it's going to be a close okay, game. Okay, if, if, if it's a close game, sure. If it's a close game, then I could see easily you could keep Alabama in that top. But if it's not a close game, then if as Cincinnati wins and they win out, I don't think that the committee all of a sudden is going to kick, kick them out for winning. Like, if they didn't, if they have them in now... Then why would they take them out? So just so, because they think that a, a, a better team, like they wouldn't. I think that they, if if anything, Alabama would get knocked out and Oklahoma State would go in with so, the big well, and, well, and here here's the thing. So no, and this is why. <laughs> in a scenario that Alabama, just I'm just going based off what the committee has done historically over the past couple of years. Say Alabama loses. So they would be evaluated basically by the committee in the same light that Notre Dame would be because you don't have a conference championship. Without a conference championship, according to the committee's protocol, if a team doesn't have that title, it has to be deemed unequivocally one of the four best teams to make the playoff field. I get the argument for Cincinnati. I do. I get it. However, you put Cincinnati up against Alabama, probably, I guarantee you, every single person in that room would pick Alabama to win convincingly, as they should. Now, so so here's, here's the thing. So say Alabama loses to Georgia. Michigan beats Iowa. So you have Georgia and Michigan as locks. One, two, boom, easy. Oklahoma State wins. Yep. They should be in the conversation. Yes. Alabama loses. What ha- what is going to happen with Cincinnati? Is Oklahoma State going to jump both Bama and Cincinnati? And you have a conversation about Bama and Cincinnati, in which I think Bama Cincinnati gets bumped. I'm so- I'm sorry. I think Cincinnati gets bumped. I-, I do because if you look look, if Cincinnati was a top was one of the Power Five conferences came from the SEC, came from the Big Ten, came from the Pac-12. This wouldn't be a conversation, but you're coming from the American Athletic Conference. It's not good. It's not a good team. Your best win is about to be this weekend against number 21, Houston. I'm sorry. I'm taking Alabama. I'm t- they're better than Cincinnati. Do I agree with you? Yes. yes, and that's why yes. I've been saying this all year is that I didn't think that Cincinnati would be like honestly is like you know one of the top four teams. But what we've seen from the committee right now is the fact that Cincinnati is even in the top four right now means, in my view, if they win out, then the committee doesn't have an excuse to take them out because they've already said that they think that they're one of the four best teams. But right they're now, not right but now. you're not right now, yeah, but you're not considering who is the Big 12 champion which is going to have more weight than the American okay, but the, Conference. But does it you though, because you, they've already shown that like it does. right right now Oklahoma State is the best team in the Big 12 on paper right now, right? You'd say so? They're ranked 5. Well, they're ranked they 5. So yeah. 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 So why are they not in now? If if, if they value because the they have a, that much. because they have be- I guess because they have the one loss. I don't know, but that exactly. but the, but but the weight of the con the, what I, I don't think what you're hearing. Hear me out. The weight of the conference championship yes, and, and what conference is won. They are going to go won. in, and Alabama will get knocked out. That's what I think is going to happen. And, 
see this is this is where the committee because, because they have where, two losses and this they is already where said it's hard. they don't this value is, the top four teams this is where it's hard to rate the committee because the committee also has the protocol that they could put a team in that doesn't have a conference championship if they in their minds unequivocally is one of the best teams in the nation alabama yeah. two loss one of them being georgia yeah, they're better than Cincinnati, I think. I, that's just Probably. me. I'm not saying that's what Probably. it's going to be, but and I think that they it's going to be a conversation. They have that ability to to say that, okay, sorry, Cincinnati, we don't think you're one of the four best teams. We're going to put Alabama in over you. They have that ability, but they I don't do. think they're going to. That's all, all I'm saying is I don't think they're going to because I feel like if you put if you have Cincinnati all the way up until their conference championship as mm-hmm. one of the four best teams and they win their conference championship, then it's like saying, okay, well, you know what, Cincinnati, we've loved you all season long, or at least you know since we've had you ranked. But have high they? Because they kind of had they were kind of forced to put them in at four. They didn't want to. The committee was hesitant to put them in. It took a couple upsets. To, it, it took it took some upsets that they could have had you, Oklahoma you had in there to, at any point. You had to put Cincinnati in. You had to because they didn't lose a game. But now that the conference championships are coming into play, I think the committee is going to try. I, I don't. This might not be the best best way to put it, but I think the committee is kind of looking for an excuse to take Cincinnati out because they're not, they're not. I would agree. I would agree with that. But the thing is, if they went out, I don't think they have the excuse. The only excuse they could say at that point, if, if Alabama, obviously one of the two of Georgia, if, if Alabama wins, then that changes everything because then you can say Georgia has been the best team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Alabama won the SEC championship. Oklahoma State won, you know, assuming they win the Big 12, assuming the Michigan wins the Big 10, then you can say, okay, well, we have to put Alabama in. They just won a conference championship over the best team in the country, Georgia, who we're keeping as the best team in the country or one of the four because they have been all season. And then, sorry, at that point, you have an excuse to keep Cincinnati out. But if Georgia beats Bama, then Bama has two losses, no SEC championship game, then they have no excuse to keep them in over a Cincinnati team that won out and won their conference championship, be it all be at the ACC conference championship, but still it's there. And so I think it would be at that point, it would, I think Alabama is the, the man, the, the team that gets bumped as much as I don't agree with it, as much as I think that Alabama versus Georgia in another round, like if Alabama, if Alabama loses and then mm-hmm. they still get in at like four, I think that that would be a much better game Again, either way than, than Cincinnati versus uh, uh, Georgia. But still, I think that what will happen if Alabama loses is it'll be Georgia, Michigan, if Oklahoma State, I think, can get in there if they win the, the Big 12, and then Cincinnati, as long as they win. It, it, I mean, the, the fact that we're having this conversation is is showing you how chaotic this is going to be. Um, like, can the, you imagine if, like, if Michigan loses, though? Oh, my. <laughs> Which is – I mean, look, I mean, I, do, not, do not sleep on Iowa. Do I know. Not you sleep you on, learned that lesson hard. <laughs> do not sleep on a 10-2 Kirk Ferentz-led Iowa team. They can yeah. – and do I fully trust a Jim Harbaugh – Led football they had a good team game against never Ohio State. You I will never ever 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 trust a Jim Harbaugh led football team to be consistent ever. So do not disc. I mean, I I think Michigan will win, 
But don't so do, do but, not do but if not they, assume if they got their emotions too high for their Super Bowl, which is like you know a, the Ohio State game. Their, like their whole won, year was about beating Ohio State. They so say now it in the press conferences, like I he know. literally says, like Jim Harbaugh said, and, 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 like our our goal is to win a championship, beat Ohio State. It's like it's like are you, are you you're circled that one in your calendar. Let's make sure you don't fall asleep for the next game. So games of note. Um, obviously Georgia Bama, the SEC championship game is this Saturday at four o'clock also at four o'clock, which drives me absolutely crazy is, uh, the American athletic conference championship game, which is Houston and Cincinnati. That's at four o'clock as well on ABC. Then eight o'clock is Michigan and Iowa, the big 10 championship game. Uh, noon on Saturday is the big 12 championship game, Baylor and Oklahoma state. Those are the games of note. Those are the six teams that you have to pay attention to. Um, and look, I, I it's going to be one hell of a Saturday, Taylor. Uh, the, the, and look, um, I, I guess this is a good way to include this announcement, but we will be going back to our shows being dropped on Wednesday. We will record our shows on Tuesday. The college football rankings being released on Tuesday are done. Come Sunday afternoon, we will know who's in the college football playoffs. So there's no need to wait anymore. Um, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, really interesting to see what happens here. And I, I mean, let's just buckle up for chaos because we know that's what's gonna happen. I mean, let, let let's be real here. It's not going to be status quo. We we know that. I'd be shocked at least if it is. Um, but before we go to the NFL and our NFL slate Taylor I do want to remind the folks out there about our friends over at Mohawk Honda and the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle right now at Mohawk Honda you could take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer they will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in even if you don't buy from them at that time, which is a pretty sweet deal, especially for recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. And especially with the winter coming around, maybe you want a more stable car for that winter drive. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles and their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online. Say you want to go in before, uh, before you go and make a decision, you want to go into their website, see what they have. Go do that. That's an option for you. Stop in and say hi, though, to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, or Jake Hotsauce Doyle, Louie, the VIP Mamorales, or one of the many other helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There is a vast selection of Honda certified brand vehicles. So now is certainly the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. And I also want to mention... While we're talking about Mohawk Honda, that it is the 12 days of giving at Mohawk Honda. Head to Mohawk Honda's Facebook page right now to nominate a charity to receive $5,000. Make sure to comment and tag the charity in the comments along with like and sharing their pinned post on their Facebook page. From now until December 10th, Mohawk Honda will be accepting submissions in the comments. And then on December 11th, Mohawk Honda will start announcing a charity a day until the 24th, Christmas Eve. 
12 lucky charities will get $5,000 a piece each. Share your nominations today. Once again, go and comment and tag the charity in the comments on their Facebook page, along with like and sharing their pin posts on their Facebook page. So definitely do that. It's an awesome thing Mohawk Honda is doing right now. Go ahead and do that today. The NFL, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Week 12 sucked. Week 12 yes, sucked. I mean, I, we both, you and I both. You more than me, because at least my game was a lot closer and we mm. probably should have won. I mean, Our game was close. Won. Our game was close. Won. Your close was close, but it was low scoring and ugly. Um, I was at the game. <laughs> and uh, Jalen Rager's drop was two rows in front of me. I was in the second row of that end zone. I saw it hit his face mask and drop helplessly to the ground. But who needs <laughs> Justin Jefferson you, when you have Jalen Rager? I uh, rest my case. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, it, it sucked for our picks too, Taylor. Yeah, I know. We were both eight and seven, so nothing changed standings wise. We were both eight and seven, which wasn't bad. I mean, that ain't bad, but um, it's slightly over fifty percent. Slightly over fifty percent. Uh, <laughs> we haven't done worse than that. Um, have we had a losing season, uh, losing week? Like completely no, losing week. We yeah. we have not That's had good. losing weeks yet. So <laughs> we are getting the majority. Um, I had the Bears, uh, getting upset by the Lions, which almost happened. It almost happened. Um, I felt that was the best chance to pick Detroit this year, but they can't buy a win. Uh, We both had Dallas, lost to Vegas. Uh, We both had Buffalo, which is good. Uh, You had the Colts, and I had the Bucks. That was a difference. Uh, We both had Houston to beat the Jets, and, um, I mean, we got the shit of the shit wrong. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Sorry. We both (laughs) – we both had the birds. We both had the Panthers. Both lost. Um, we both had the Chargers. Both lost oh, man, to Denver. Uh, yeah, you, you had the Rams. I had the Packers. So there was a difference there. And then I had Seattle. You had Washington. So Washington hey, uh, got back into your good graces for a week. Barely. Um, thanks barely to it, but they made the it. Seahawks not really giving a shit anymore. I think that's uh that's where we are at there. Uh week 12 sucked though. Um really any big reactions before we head to our week 13 breakdown. Um not really. Look, I, I mean the teams are what they are. Like the NFC is loaded with a whole bunch of mediocrity after the last couple teams. The Rams continue to spiral. Um Dallas lost to Vegas. Uh you got Buffalo trying to make a name for themselves once again. Uh, the Chiefs were on a bye. Um, not, nothing really too pressing for me. Cincinnati looked good against Pittsburgh. Mac Jones and the Patriots continued to impress me. Um, oh, yeah. Baltimore looked putrid, but squeaked out a win. But other than that, I, I mean, there's not really much I need to really talk about outside of this week. Just sucked. Listen, I think what I take away from this week is we're we're really kind of learning um who the top teams are. Yes. Like I, I really yes. think we're learning in on the NFC side, it is the Packers to lose. I think the Packers are the best team. Uh they showed it. I mean they beat the Rams handily. It, mm-hmm. it, the score is closer than the game actually was because the, the Packers got to that early lead pretty quickly early on and then the Rams were just kind of playing catch up uh the rest of the time. I think in the AFC it is the Patriots. The Patriots are the best team in the AFC. I think it's 
I think it's been decided now. The Titans were pretty good, but they're too banged up. They can't keep up. Uh, the Ravens have their issues. They got the win, but I mean, if the Browns were any type of confident team at all, they wouldn't have. Because I mean, what four interceptions for? Uh, yep, four interceptions for Lamar Jackson. Yep, horrible, absolutely horrible. I mean, when you look at the AFC side, I don't know who even is. I still in think contention. Baltimore. Be- like, I still think Baltimore is one of the top teams because, look, Lamar is not going to play like that every week, and they still manage to win in spite, which kind of shows you how good the defense has been for them. Um, yep. I still have – I still think there's a lot of problems up in Buffalo. Uh, you, you beat a really bad Saints team. Congratulations. Yeah, no. um, I mean, the like, way that the Colts handled the, and then you the, have the, Chiefs. the week before. Yeah, the Chiefs, who didn't play. Obviously, they had a bye week, so we don't really know – on that front, but I still don't trust the chiefs because they've just had some really weird, low scoring wonky games, which isn't the way that the chiefs normally win. So I just don't know if I can feel confident. And then on the NFC side, I forgot to mention the Buccaneers. I mean, they're definitely up there. Uh, This game against the Colts should have gone to the Colts. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just a Homer, but we were up 10 driving to be up at least uh, by 13, maybe 17, on because we got the ball back at halftime and then we just gave up well, one had, play that led to the strip sack and you had good you had there. good Carson Wentz one half and had Carson yeah. Wentz the second half and I can say uh, there's been a lot of talk I, I mean I'm plugged into Colts Twitter and whatnot obviously I don't think the rest of uh, our viewership really is so I I know that a lot of people me included my first gut reaction was why didn't you run the ball more and then Frank Reich talked and. And uh, uh, they were just like, ah, we ran a lot of RPOs and we changed out of the look like we threw it because it was just looking, you know, the way it looked, the the stacked fronts and whatever. But then a part of me is like, well, you know, does Derrick Henry care about stacked fronts? Do the Titans care about stacked fronts? No, they run it down your throat anyway. And eventually it'll the work. The way Jonathan Taylor has been playing this year. It's kinda... I, man, I don't know why you don't. They threw, I think, 26 straight throws and it's like, you could have mixed in a couple runs here and there, especially when we had the lead. Like when we threw the interception, that could have been like, I wish that had been a run. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm up in the air with it because I'm like, you got this guy and you got this offensive line. At some point you were going to find a hole and Jonathan Taylor was going to make the most of it. So I think they should have put a little more into the run game. Um, but ultimately, you know, shooting yourself in the foot with the turnovers and whatnot. You're giving the ball right to the Buccaneers. And even in late in the game, you tied it up, but you left three minutes for Tom Brady to score. And all he needed was a field goal. You know, I mean, he they scored a touchdown, but all they needed was a field goal. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't give Tom Brady three minutes to nope. drive down the field. We've, we've seen that movie. Minute. We've seen that movie play out like, plenty like the only, of like times. 30 seconds is maybe where I'd be okay with <laughs> – with right. giving Tom Brady the ball back when he only needs yeah. a field goal. Anything over 30 seconds and more than one timeout, I'm like, he's going to do it. He's he's done it a million, right. billion times. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I that's, that's kind of up there. They, they can still make a push, but it's just going to be rough. I just don't. I, I need to see more from them. I, I really then, do. Like, the Chargers, I thought. They can't the run Chargers, the ball. Yeah, and then and then the Chargers. I don't know. Like they are so up and down. They're so inconsistent. How do you lose, lose to Denver? To how, how do you yeah. lose Denver? I mean, Bridgewater I, was half dead that game. I mean, Drew, <laughs> and they, you still couldn't win. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know exactly. 
I, I mean, know. their defense is all right, but like they still have stinker games. Like they they let the Eagles run all over them a week ago, and then you let this happen. It's, or two weeks ago, they had a bye last week, and and so I don't I don't know. I, you can't trust the chart. You can't trust any team in the AFC except for the Patriots at this point. Like I think the Patriots are the most consistent team so far. I mean, they they literally have won seven in a row. I think six or seven in a row. So. It is what it is, and on the other side, I don't know who you trust besides – I mean, Cardinals didn't play. I still think the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the NFC, but the the Packers are right there at the very top, and then the Buccaneers maybe a tad bit below them. So I think that's what it's shaking out to be. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Out of the AFC, I don't know who's coming out, but it looks like the, the Patriots have a, as good a shot as anybody to do it. The only thing I have confidence in is my NFC representative right now, and that's the Packers. Chaos is yeah. ensuing elsewhere. I mean, look, the Eagles, I, don't even get me started. If the Chiefs don't put it all together, then then I think the Patriots have a good enough good as chance as anyone to make another Super Bowl. Right. Rogers is on a mission right now just to piss everybody <laughs> off. And they're they're playing some very good football right now. So um and we're yeah, gonna that Eagles lost brutal man um yeah they didn't look they, they ran for over 200 yards again but they they shot themselves in the foot like difference was six points jalen hurts had two red zone interceptions i, I mean you, you can't turn the ball over in the red zone and that that's what happened obviously two big drops as well um that that hurt uh, defense played well, but uh, obviously if you can't put points up, it, it's going to hurt. Um, the Eagles still find themselves only a half game out of the playoff spot. Like, look, nothing's, nothing's, yeah, nothing's. Thanks to Dallas no, and the Raiders. Nothing's, um, no, it has nothing to do with Dallas. Um, it, it really, when it comes to the Eagles, they need to just kind of flush it. You saw what worked, which was still running the football. Like I said, you had over 200 yards. Which blows my um, mind they had over 200 yards, but only put up seven points. Trust me, you're not the only one. Um, <laughs> and look, get Devontae Smith the football more. That That's all I could tell you in the passing game. Uh, Jalen Rager ain't it. And the, I saw it. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith was getting a little frustrated because he was open. He, he was, was open. open. He was and open. He the play was not. The play was not designed. Look, Devonte. You know, I, it, it's good that he wants the ball, and the play wasn't designed for Rager to begin with. Hurts missed him, um, yeah. and that's part of a young quarterback, right? I mean, you're gonna. And as frustrating as it is, this is this is part of the learning curve, right? This is what you want to see. Like, how is Hurts going to respond from this now? So if if this week, and we'll get to that. Obviously, yeah, kind of have a get right game against the Jets coming up. But like, so, but I thought that the Giants would have been a get right game or like yeah, a division right game. Uh, division game. Uh, Strahan's retirement that place that place was that place was amped for that for yeah. the retirement. It, it was loud. I, I was surprised how many Giants fans showed up for that. But um, I, I'm not. You can't compare the Giants and the Jets, especially when you're it's a divisional game. But um, let's let's get to NFL Week 13. But before we do, I do want to. Uh, Remind our friends and listeners about Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Check out our boy Jeremiah. Obviously, tis the season, right? You want to look good. The holiday season is here. It's December. Uh, get that fresh cut. You, obviously, you're probably taking your holiday pictures, sending the you know the holiday cards out to all the family and friends. Look good for it. Go up to Saving Face Barbershop off of exit 13N in Saratoga Springs and, and Check out the out the awesome atmosphere there, and you know it, it, I mentioned Jeremiah a lot because that's who 
both Taylor and I go to. He's great, but they also have a slew of other awesome barbers there as well. And you can go and check out all the availability on their website, um, see who's available and when for what kind of style you want and, and pick your appointment whenever you can as well. It's a great tool to use. They also have at-home services, but I don't recommend it because it's worth going in there, talking with those guys. They have sports on the TVs. Of course, they have senior discounts, military discounts, youth discounts as well. Um, but go in, check out that atmosphere. They do a great job up there. That is Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. You could call them or check them out online today. NFL Week 13 Taylor preview and predictions. We're going to start right off the rip. Standings, by the way, I am still five games up, 115-65. You're 110-70. So overall, we're doing pretty good. We just had a clunker mm-hmm. this week. Um, still about 500, though. Um, tonight's game, Taylor, Thursday, uh, the Thursday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys licking their wounds after a rough Thanksgiving. Both teams really licking their wounds after a rough Thanksgiving. The Saints are going to be starting Taysom Hill at home against the Saints as the Saints try to get some of the band back together. The expectation is Kamara will be back as well. So hopefully the Saints carry. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I'm trying hard to make a playoff push in the league that I have him. And I won my game yet uh, this last week, even though I didn't have him. And I'm like, just come back and help yeah. my team. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the two seed in the league that I have Kamara, so I'm okay. Um, I just need him to be healthy for the playoff run. That's I'm all trying I to need. Break in that, that's the I think I described it last week where the other division has like yeah yes every yes, team is yes. seven and five and I can't break yes. in. But now I think I'm tied with my division leader at. I think we're both at seven and five. So if I can win another one he can lose obviously i need him to lose too but i can take the division and then that's my ticket right into the playoffs so i really could use Kamara coming back that'd be real nice yeah i mean we'll see uh but the saints are getting healthy the cowboys are in a rut to say the least right um they haven't looked too good of late this is a tough game I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm not happy about it that I'm going to go with Dallas. But I think at this point, like, I like what the Saints do offensively with Taysom Hill. But at some point, it gets figured out. Um, Dallas is just simply a better team right now. The Saints are not playing very good football. Um, So I'm going to go for that reason with Dallas. Um, Yeah. Um, Saints are definitely not looking their best right now. Um, I mean, and not that the, the Dallas Cowboys weren't, you know, struggling against the Raiders, um, but they kept it close at least. It's not like they got blown out, even missing all the pieces that they're missing, um, that they were missing. So I don't know if Amari Cooper's going to play. Do we have that yet? I don't know. If Cooper's we, back. He, Cooper's he back. Yeah. He's still listed as questionable, but uh, I'm sure he'll be, he'll be in there. So, I mean, if they have Amari Cooper – and um, they can have Ceedee Lamb, and and they'll 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 put together enough on offense. I think that Dallas can get back to their winning ways, uh, putting up big points and and taking this game over the Saints because the Saints, you know, they let the Bills trot all over them, and they're starting Taysom Hill, and you have no idea how Taysom Hill is going to be. Yeah, a, that. A you, you, you don't know how that's going to go. I mean, it's worked in spurts over the past couple of years, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see what happens. Against Dallas. Look, Dallas, that, well, no, it worked. It worked for a couple full games last year, but yeah. we'll see. Um, on to the Sunday slate, the Giants and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are playing some good football right now. Giants, obviously, coming off a division win. However, now the question mark lies that 
Daniel Jones might not play in this game with a neck strain. Um, the preparations for Mike Glennon to start are underway. So you don't really know about the quarterback situation there. It is in Miami. The Giants are kind of trying to play. I, I, I think them they're, they, they think they can get back into the playoff on. I don't think so. Um, Miami's not very good either. I don't know. I think the screams giant let down to me. I'm going dolphins. Yeah, I think I'm going Dolphins as well. Like you said, Miami's been playing better as of late. Um, their defense has really been stepping up lately. And then Tua has been playing well enough. He's he's starting to really get some chemistry with Jalen Waddell. And and that's and that's you know, that's big for the Miami offense to be able to move Absolutely. the ball. Um and if Waddle comes into his own and really is cementing himself as one of those top wide receivers, he he didn't come on as strong as like Jamar Chase, but you know, no. he's picking up the slack now. Um, and I think he's he's really coming into his own, and, and two is really starting to trust him a lot. So I'm going to go with Miami as well in this game. Plus the Giants are the Giants. And I, don't, I think that game was just weird last week, divisional, you know. Colts, Texans. I, I mean, I, I don't think we really have to tackle much on this. Uh, I know you're going Colts. and, I, yeah, and I'm gonna... sure. <laughs> Listen, the Colts should have probably won that last game. Every game that they lose, I feel like, is a game where they should have won. Like they're beating themselves. And if they just do what they're supposed to do and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, they can do whatever they want. They could do whatever they want against Houston. It's really, it's really self-explanatory there. Um, Minnesota at Detroit. I thought Detroit had a chance last week, but if they're not going to do it, you know, on Thanksgiving at home, uh, I don't think they're going against the lowly bears. No less. I don't think they're ever going to do it. And as frustrating as the Vikings have been lately, because you don't know what Vikings team is going to show up. It doesn't matter what team shows up against the Lions. The Lions are a bad <laughs> football team. Uh, the Vikings are going to win this one. Well, listen, we both got it right last week with the the Niners against the Vikings. Um, that was, you know, Vikings going on the road um, to the Niners who have a tough defense at times and, and can put up points. Um, mm-hmm. The Lions are not that. The Lions are no. a bad football team. They can hardly do anything on offense, and their defense, you know, is nothing. And I think the Vikings will have plenty of ways that they can win this game. They can they can pound it um, uh, with Matt. I think da- Dalvin Cook's out, right? So it's going to be Madison. It's going to be Madison, yep. Yeah, so even with Madison, it still doesn't really uh, worry me. Madison has been game. very good. And keep in mind Madison's that the Lions – the best backups in the Keep game. in mind that the Lions will not have DeAndre Swift. Um, yep, you're you're right because yeah, of the so, AC joint sprain. So, yeah, so that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be rough for them. So, oh, I, yeah. I I do think that the the Vikings will take this. Plus, you know, um, no matter how much analysis I give you, I'm never gonna pick the Lions. Right. I, I mean, I thought I was I thought, thought I was being clever. Last, yeah, I had the one chance last close. week. I was sweating it on it. Not that I really like, we don't have anything on this bet, but right. I was like sweating it out. Cause I was like, I was like, yes. I want to be pricing this one. I, was like, <laughs> I don't want him to pick the, the lines, the one week they win. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the motherfucker's actually going to get it right. Yeah, um, I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> um, uh, Eagles jets. Look, uh, the Eagles are pissed off. I could tell you that. Um, and they're not going to play that bad again. Uh, the jets have never beaten the Eagles in their existence. Fun fact for the day. Um, it's not going to start now. Uh, I do not see an avenue for the Jets to win this game. The birds are trying to get right, stay in this playoff race. The Eagles are going to win this one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to pick the Eagles, and if they lose this game, it'll be, you know, just rock bottom for the Eagles. Because they've been playing so well lately that, like, that game against the Giants, I bet it really hurt because, like, that was a game where you, you really should have won and you Correct. had all the, all the momentum in the world going into it. Um, and so if they don't bounce back against the Jets, then that'll just be just straight up rock bottom because the Jets are not a very good team. And, you know, the Eagles still rushed for 200 yards like we said earlier. Sure did. So so if they just keep to their, their guns and keep doing the same thing and then somehow, you know, you got to get in well, the end zone. Though. And the thing is, like, they the Eagles beat themselves. Um, the, the turnover, the costly turnovers in the red zone, that that's the difference right there. Um, that I, I just uh, – They'll get it right. They'll fix it. Um, this is a motivated football team that I've seen a lot of growth over the past couple of weeks. So I'm I'm interested to see how they respond in, in the fashion that they do. Um, let's go to Arizona at Chicago. I, I mean, come on, Chicago's a dumpster fire. We we the ex they're 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 leaving the door open for Fields to start, but it was confirmed that he he does have cracked ribs. I don't know how you have cracked ribs as a quarterback and still have a door slightly open that you could play. Um, the expectation is Andy Dalton is going to play. I don't think it matters. Um, Cardinals are expected to have Kyler back this week after the bye, uh, please, as well please, as please. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I don't even think it matters if Colt McCoy <laughs> plays. Uh, I, the Bears are just a bad football team. The Cardinals are going to win this one. Listen, I'm no doctor, but I've definitely seen players play with uh, cracked ribs and, and not a quarterback. Not yeah, a quarterback. I mean, I mean, a quarterback sometimes they they put him in the big like flak jacket crap. Put, and I remember and Vic whatnot. did it back in yeah. um, back with the Eagles. I remember and, that too. And it just it was just a dumpster fire of an experiment he was not able to do what michael well, Vick could do i mean think about the heavy breathing and the constant hits you're taking uh fields is a very similar not similar to Vic, but I, I mean you have to take a running the same correct yeah and that's what i was about to say too is like yeah just like Vic, it's it's hard because you're going to be taking more hits as a running quarterback just because of the way that you play um you're putting yourself at more risk than like a tom brady who sits back in the pocket and almost never gets hit and if he does right. he usually gets a you know roughing the right. passer call um right. but yeah so if he plays he'll definitely be limited um but let's be honest here what what are we doing our cardinals are one of the best teams in the nfc in the, in the entire nfl um and especially if they have kyler murray back which god helping my fantasy teams uh, <laughs> but i mean i'm pretty much out of godzilla media because you know chris mccaffrey going down for the season it's it's over for me in that one i don't think i can come back I'll bring us the I'll I'll bring us to glory. Yeah, Don't bring worry. home the trophy uh for the for the podcast. But in my other league, uh, you know, I need him to come back. I'm nine and three, so I'm I mean I'm in the playoffs and everything, but I need to have him going getting right right before the playoffs. So uh I'm assuming Kyler will be back. That bye week was much needed for him. Um and yeah, Arizona's gonna roll right over Chicago. Yeah. I say less, right? Um, Chargers Bengals. This is an exciting matchup. Obviously Herbert versus Burrow. Um, Two teams that we don't really know who they are either, right? Like you look Mm -hmm. at the Chargers. We thought at one point they were on the, one of the best teams in the AFC. We took the look at the Bengals. We thought they were one of the best teams in the AFC. The Bengals kind of rebounded. They absolutely smacked Pittsburgh last week. 
And then we, I mean, we've sat here and talked about the Chargers losing to Denver already. Um, this is a tough, I mean, literally flip a coin. It's in Cincinnati. I'm going to go with the Bengals because I think they've been, not that either of these teams have been more consistent, but they've been playing better of late. Um, and I, I just don't know what's going on with the Chargers defensively and what the Bengals do offensively. I have a little more faith in at least the Bengals defense holding up a little bit. Cincinnati's at home. Looked good offensively last week. They're really running the ball well with Mixon. I'm going to go the Bengals. Yeah, you're right. This game is is very tough. I mean, they, they match up. Well, like I think that these two teams are extremely similar. You got the young quarterback. Oh, yeah. um, you got the the dynamic runner, Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Obviously, as, as pure rushers, you take Mixon over Eckler, but Eckler is one of those guys that can get really involved in the passing game too. And then on, on the receiving end, I mean, you know, you got Keenan Allen on one side and then Jamar Chase, who's just been lighting the world on fire, um, especially in the early season. But it's tough, man. Um, I do probably give the edge to Cincinnati being the home team and trusting their defense maybe a little more. Plus, they are on uh, what is a two two game winning streak against mm-hmm. the Raiders and Steelers. Which mm-hmm. I mean, they decimated the Steelers last game. Sure did. Um, and and ha- handled the Raiders well too. And the last team they lost it was the Browns, which was just a weird, weird game. Um, other than that, they've been having a lot of success. Um. I'll take out the loss to the Jets, which nobody expected. Yeah. Um, but I I do lean Bengals. I think the Bengals are just putting it together more. And I mean, the Chargers, you know, just losing to the Broncos is like, what are you doing? A couple of weeks you know? ago, I think I would have picked the Chargers and not really thought much about it. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers, I don't even know who's been more consistent because, I mean, and, the- right. That, I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I don't know. Like the Chargers' losses to like the Vikings and that like that one's weirder than the Broncos, but then on the other side, like I said, losing to the Jets for the Bengals and whatnot, and losing to the Browns, but so handily, and then the Browns come and they look like trash against like right, uh, right. Baltimore. So I I don't it's hard to tell, but I, I guess I'll go Bengals in this one. I don't love it though. Tampa at Atlanta. Tampa yeah. good, Atlanta bad. There's my analysis. Buccaneers <laughs> by a lot. Yeah, Buccaneers should roll in this unless they have a weird stinker game. Um, but the Falcons are not very good. Um, they're very, very limited, and their defense should get picked apart by Brady and company. And plus, Anthony, uh, Antonio Brown might come back. Nope, um, he's going to miss the next two out. weeks at minimum. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I have him on one of Nice try, though. I'm going to throw him in. But uh, they have Gronk, right? Still, yeah. Gronk played yeah. last week. Evans, um, Evans, Godwin, and Gronk and Leonard Fournette are plenty to beat the Falcons. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially when that went off against the Colts. Tom yeah. Brady, you know, is kind of good. Um, uh, good. Rams, Jaguars, again, like, look, the Rams have been playing abysmal, but this is the perfect get-me-right game. The Jaguars are uh, uh, just a lost, lost uh, I can't even call them a football team, a, a lost presence in the league. Uh, you don't really know what they're doing on a weekly basis. The Rams really should be playing better football right now. Hopefully this gets them back into gear. Uh, Rams are going to win this one handedly. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Not much more to say. I mean, the Jaguars are not very good. 
And we just talked about how the Falcons are not a good team and the Jaguars lost to the Falcons. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Washington football team at Vegas. Um, look, mm. Washington had a nice Monday night football win against the Seahawks. However, Seattle is not very good. Um, I've seen a little more out of Vegas lately. They're still playing hard. They're in the playoffs. If the season ended today in the AFC, the Raiders still think they got this thing. I think they're going to do enough to beat Washington at home. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you're 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 buying in again, aren't you? You stupid fuck. <laughs> they won three in a row against the Buccaneers, and then I mean the Panthers in Washington and Seattle. Yeah, I was gonna say, stop yourself. What are you trying to prove? <laughs> stop yourself. <laughs> I can't pick every game with you or else I'll never gain ground. And I think that Washington's been good enough the last couple of weeks that they have a chance. They have a chance. And okay. I think that I'm going to go right. with Washington in this one. Um, as for the analysis of it, they've been playing better. That's all I got to say. Like the, the chemistry between uh, Heineke and playing Heineke good and uh, Terry McLaurin is, is palpable. Um, I think you should keep beating him. He's on my fantasy teams. I, I want him to yeah, keep doing there well. it is. There it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it was a good win against Seattle. And if that uh, last score hadn't been taken off the board, it would have been even better. It would have been, you know, 24 to, to mm -hmm. I mean, assuming that they came down to score 15. So I think that the fact that it was 17-15 is a little deceiving. I think Washington played better than that because they did. They were able to drive all the way down the field and just got called back on you know a review so which i don't even necessarily agree with that review but it is what it is um i think washington has been playing better as of late and i think that they will be able to do enough to beat the raiders because i don't think the raiders are very good i think they took advantage of the cowboys beating down a bunch of pieces mm -hmm. and they just had a field day with it uh, i mean i guess uh Back on the train baby yeah, that's say less, I guess. <laughs> I'll take another game. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Look, Baltimore's not going to play as bad as they did last week. Pittsburgh's just simply not very good. Baltimore sees the division title in front of them. They have to continue to win football games to try to push for one of the top spots in the AFC. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. They're a better football team. They're playing. Uh, e even when they played a down game, they managed to find a way to beat Cleveland. I think they'll do the same against Pittsburgh. Even if they don't play their best, I, I Pittsburgh scares the hell out of me right now. They are not very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their offense is abysmal. Big Ben is looking worse throughout the season, it seems. Um, that game against the Bengals was just so rough. Like it, the defense didn't even play all that bad on paper. I mean, uh, they allowed a ton of rushing yards and that was really their downfall. But in terms of stopping Burrow, I mean, he only had 190 yards and an interception. Right. They just couldn't capitalize on the interception because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is on the other side and he's throwing it right to the other team half the time. Um, so, and the two interceptions he threw were ugly. And when he gets pressure at all, he, he can't run because he's a million years old. Right. And, and moves like it. Um, so do I think that the Steelers could force uh, some turnovers on the Ravens side? I mean, you know, yeah, sure. Lamar Jackson did throw for four interceptions last sure year. Sure did. So I think that it's very easily could be that the Steelers defense does enough to, to force those turnovers. 
but I don't trust their offense to do anything with the turnovers. So, and like you said, Ravens, you know, they're it's right in their grasp, the division title, and they just need to put a stamp on it, put the nail in the coffin, and I think they should win this game. The final four o'clock game uh, on Sunday will be San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle just lost to Washington. I have no doubt in my mind they would lose to San Francisco as well. Um, San Francisco looked pretty good last week uh, in their win. I'm going to go San Francisco as well. They don't have Debo Samuel, but Seattle looks lost. It it really is baffling, and I think they're on the verge of blowing it up. I'm under the impression that both Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll will not be in Seattle when next year comes around. It looks like they're preparing to blow that up. Um, they did sign Adrian Peterson today, though. Um, I just San Francisco at least is comparable enough to beat Seattle. Uh, I just can't buy into anything Seattle is putting out right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> San Francisco is three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, I, they just had a great win against, uh, you know, Minnesota and Seattle just looks lost. Russell Wilson looks lost. I don't know really what's up with him. I do think that after the season, they're going to take a good long look at, at whether or not they should just trade Russ. I don't know about Pete Carroll not being there. Um, but I know that it looks like Russ might not be there. Um, that they might need to move on retool and just start a whole rebuild, uh, from the bottom up. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Niners in this game and I wouldn't be surprised if Seahawks won. If, if, if Russell Wilson comes out and starts looking like Russell Wilson again, he's sure. bound to have a game like that. I think you said that in your analysis last week, uh, where you were like, listen, you're, you're going to get a game where Russell Wilson looks himself again and puts the team on his back and, and wins it. It wasn't the game against, uh, Washington. It could be nope. this game, but I think I'm going to go Niners. Seems like the sun, yeah, I, I agree as well. So uh, the uh, Sunday night football game, Denver coming off a big win against the Chargers, Chiefs getting healthy, coming off the bye, getting Clyde Edwards Alaire another week under his belt. Um, the Chiefs are starting to t- kind of look like that team again, Taylor. Um, Denver has been really up and down. You don't know how healthy Bridgewater is right now. Uh, Chiefs at home, they are still the Chiefs. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City won four in a row at this point, and it's not like it wasn't against teams that were completely lost. I mean, they beat the Cowboys. Cowboys were missing a lot of pieces. Beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, so take that with a grain of salt. Did their job against the Giants and absolutely destroyed the Raiders, who we just saw against uh, the Cowboys are not a terrible team. Um, they're they're not a great team by any means. They're mostly mediocre most weeks, but the fact that you beat them 41 to 14 is something. Um, it worries me how little they put up against the Cowboys um, and how little they put up against the Packers, although the Packers do have at least uh, a, a good defense, I would say, this year. Um, but the Broncos have a great defense too, and they showed it last week, and they're, they're went over the Chargers. And you know, this is this is a close, you know, divisional matchup where both of these teams think that they could take over because no one's really taken over in that West Division there, and it's just kind of like up in the air. Um, I don't know if I trust the Chiefs enough to say that they are going to be contenders overall, but I do think that they are going to do enough to beat the Broncos, and if they beat them soundly, then I think that they 
up themselves into the conversation with like you know the Patriots and Baltimore as much as I I don't believe in Baltimore all that much, especially after last week's showing. But I think the Chiefs will win this game. The Monday night football game. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, The Monday night football game is a huge one, Taylor. The AFC East division up for grabs, and the New England Patriots head out to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This is a huge game, uh, one that is hard to read because you want the Bills. Like, we've talked about the Bills for so long, and they've started to disappoint. Yeah, they're playing well. They played better. Not well, but they played better. Um, and the Patriots have been probably one of the hottest teams in all of football, if not the hottest team in football right now. Um, this is a tough, 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 tough task for Mac Jones. Um, and as much as I've liked the Patriots lately, I'm going Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo because I, I think that they simply have more talent. Now, if New England goes and beats Buffalo, I'm willing to, to take it and, and say, look, this New England team is for real. However, um, this is kind of one of those games that I think humbles a player, you know, a rookie like Mac Jones. Not that he won't be able to win these games in the future, but for now, I I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills will go and win this football game. All right. Um, For me, like I said earlier, I think that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC, and I don't think it's too close. Um, and I definitely don't whoa, think that it's whoa, Buffalo. Whoa. I definitely don't think Buffalo. Well, no, I don't think anywhere close. I mean, I, I, who, who's the other team that you think would be close to New Baltimore? England? Yeah, I, I'd take the Chiefs any day over New England. I'd take Baltimore any day over really? New England. I'd almost take your Colts over New England. That yeah, that seems crazy to me. From what I've been watching, and the Patriots' defense is astoundingly good. Like it is classic Bill Belichick defense. And then you pair that with Mac Jones, who is making pretty good decisions overall. Like, I know he's a rookie, but I think that this offense is putting him in the best position possible to 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 do what he has to do to score and, and to move down the field and put up points. And I just don't see any reason why I wouldn't pick the Patriots to win this game, besides maybe if you think that the Bills are going to, you know, get right or whatever. But the Patriots have just been absolutely obliterating teams. Like the Titans missing a bunch of pieces, yeah, but still 36 to 12 uh, to 13, mm-hmm. shellacking, mm-hmm. absolutely dominated the Falcons. Couldn't let them do anything on offense. Um, you know, it's the Falcons. They didn't even have Cordero Patterson. Browns, destroyed the Browns, 45 ten, to ten. seven. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's Panthers. look. Let's, can, 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 can we can we look at their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Last eight games for the Patriots beat the Titans. The Titans are not the Titans. They, they know Julio, no AJ Brown, no Derrick Henry. They're, they're one of the most banged up teams in all of football. You beat the Falcons who had Matt Ryan and a bunch of nobodies, literally nobodies. You beat the Browns. The Browns ain't good. Okay. You beat the Panthers. The Panthers ain't good. You beat the Chargers. We talked about how up and down the Chargers are. Okay, so you beat the Chargers. Good. You beat the Jets. Okay, congratulations. You lost to Dallas, and then you won by a field goal against Houston. I'm sorry, but I want to see more from New England before I say they're the best team in the AFC by a lot. I mean, give me a fucking break. You want to see more? They beat the people who are in front of them, which is more than you can say about any other AFC team. I, you say, I mean, you name you name all these teams who are who are bad that they beat. 
yeah, sure. But let's go through the other top teams in the AFC and the teams that they were who oh, yeah, no, I'm... bad who lost. But like, but to sit there, the bad teams, but, but to sit that that's not more my point. I'm more pointing out the fact that you think the Patriots, not particularly close, is the best team in the AFC. That's yeah. not the case. Well, if I look at the Bills. And By a lot. Fight, I mean, they, I'd understand they, a little bit about your argument, sure, which the, I also the Bills which, beat the Saints without Camara and without uh, with Trevor and I'm not, and I'm not saying the Bills are one of the I'm not saying the Bills are one of the best then teams who in the is? AFC either. I then just said it. you need me to say it again. The Ravens the and the Chiefs. The Chiefs? The Ravens? With the Ravens who barely just who they they do, just you want me to say it in Spanish. Chiefs O's and Ravens O's. Like I, I like come on. Okay, well, we can go and look at all these teams. And, I mean, the Chiefs have been winning as of late, but they barely beat the Cowboys, and they barely beat the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. With Jordan Love, they only won by less than a touchdown. And they barely beat the Giants by uh, three points. And they got destroyed by the Titans. We can look at any other team in the AFC, and but I can give your you point, places but more, where they, they but lost. What, I, and, and I'm not saying... I disagree that you with that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC, but I understand where you'd be coming from. But to say the Patriots are the best team by a lot, come on I didn't now. Say that you I just, just you did. Not, I said it was not particularly close. That's the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing as a lot. Oh my god, it's you're not brutal. particularly close. You're brutal. is what it is. You're brutal. Absolutely. Listen, if I if if, if any team in the AFC goes up against the Patriots right now. I have no inclination to not pick the Patriots because they have shown me that no matter who you put in front of them, they're winning. At least the last seven games that they've won. Going back to when they lost against the Cowboys, who the Cowboys won their full strength. Yeah, they have a great explosive offense. And, you know, Mac Jones is going to have some stinker games because he's a rookie. But he's playing well enough, and the defense is playing very well. And Bill Belichick is the best coach in the uh, in the entire league. Patriots beating the Bills. Monday night football. And Mark look, it down. I, Mark I would, it down. I did. <laughs> I did. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do beat the Bills. I almost picked the Pats. That's not my gripe. That's until not the my Chiefs, gripe. Until the Chiefs really show me that they they're back to form. Um, and I know that they just they they're winning games, but like just the way you're winning games is just not convincing to me. Like if the if the Chiefs went out there and they were putting up like thirty points a game and like really going out there and, and slamming all their competition, then I'd be like, okay, the Chiefs are back to being the Chiefs. But the Chiefs winning a game where they score nineteen points that just doesn't seem like the Chiefs to me. Like I think that that that's a win, but it's not the way yeah, that they're they winning want to in different. Win. But they're winning in different ways, and that that that's kind of, in a way in its own right impressive. I'll probably uh, maybe I can change my tune if they if they win against the Broncos convincingly and maybe they are changing the way that they're playing. And maybe that's a good thing because they, they, they're not getting those over the top plays that have really been their calling card the last couple of years. It's just, it's weird to me that they're, they're playing. And like, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still having his, his issues where he's, he's had those interceptions, but you know, I'm not discounting that the chiefs could be, but as of right now, the way things look to me, Patriots are the best team in the AFC. That might change after this week. Who knows? You know, you change your opinions with more evidence. So, <laughs> look at you. That's that's look how science you. works. 
say yeah okay. science bitch okay yeah science yeah sure <laughs> whatever uh there will be a lot of science discussed uh at the godzilla media holiday party and if you enjoy this podcast and other godzilla media shows make sure to join godzilla media at this year's christmas party and science on friday december 10th <laughs> Godzilla Media is partnering with the Krasenny, Heineken, and Hooters for an exciting celebration that should be a day of good time. LeVac and Gaz will be broadcasting live from Hooters from 5 to 7 p.m. And if you bring an unwrapped Christmas gift, the staff from Heineken will wrap your gift for you. Plus, if you bring any unwrapped kids toy to the event, you will have a chance to win $150. Thanks to D. Krasenny. Join Godzilla Media's first ever Christmas party to celebrate the holiday, enjoy delicious Heineken, and to share gifts this Friday, or not this Friday, two Fridays from now, I should say, uh, Friday, December 10th at Hooters. That's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun time, and it's always mm -hmm. a very, 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 very uh, long night. Um, I will put it. Oh, it'll be fun. Put, put it at that. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be good to get together uh, once again. We'll not again. be sober at the end of the night. That's That's the goal. Uh, it's the goal and it will be damn near impossible to be so if you <laughs> if you end up leaving that establishment sober um you, you you should probably go into the fbi or cia as like secret service because that's impressive all right that that would be an impressive make sure you make sure you come and you you have a ride home we don't want anyone yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drunk, be be, be safe out there. Be safe out there. Um, fantasy studs and duds. Uh, playoffs are quickly approaching, Taylor, and, and a lot of people are scrambling. There are some mm -hmm. bye weeks. We've had some tough injuries to go uh, to deal some big blows to some teams this uh, <laughs> this uh, past week. I mean, McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, obviously, to just, you know, add on to the misery of what this year has been for a lot of fantasy players. Um, so if you're looking at a guy this week, you're trying to figure out to piece together a starting lineup, who can you trust? Who are you starting this week uh, to help get you that victory as you make that playoff push? All right. Uh, so this week uh, for my stud, I'm going to go with a position that I normally, I don't think I've ever, I want to say ever, um given a stud for so I'm, I'm mixing it up a little bit i'm looking for the a tight end okay. uh, i'm gonna go with a guy who has been playing well as well as anyone in the position lately um just played the seahawks the cardinals did two weeks ago and zach Ertz had two touchdowns and 88 yards on eight receptions um and they're playing obviously the uh the not the browns the the bears uh, this week and the bears, you know, they give up points to the, to the tight end. Um, they would have played the Ravens and I mean, Mark Andrews, he is one of the best tight ends in the league, but he went off. Um, even Hawkinson last week had a decent enough game. He had a touchdown and I think, uh, let me pull it up. Um, had three catches for like 60 yards. Yeah. You have them on one of your fantasy teams. Don't you? I have them yeah. on many. Yes, so six catches for 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 forty yards and, and a touchdown. So he was able to get in the end zone. I think that the 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 Browns are are the why does he keep saying the Browns? The Bears are not very good team, and I think that the tight end position can be exploited. Um, if you're the Cardinals and Zach Ertz has been playing as well as any tight end as of late, so I think that he's going to be a stud this week. Cardinals 
Ertz against the Bears. Now you're gonna you're you're gonna kind of have to bear with me on this one because it's a Detroit Lion that I'm all <laughs> about this week. Jamal Jamal Williams. Okay, hear me out. I, the, I see. The Vikings have been pretty mediocre against the run over the past couple of weeks. And really the only option with DeAndre Swift not expected to go, according to Dan Campbell in the backfield, is Jamal Williams. He's going to get the lion's share. <laughs> See what I did there. Lion's yeah. share of the touches out of the backfield. He'll get he'll get spilled here and there, but this is going to be his show. And he had a defined role already when Swift was there. Williams rushed for 65 yards after Swift went out last week, but most importantly to me, he had five receptions as well on five targets. He's involved in the passing game, and his work in the passing game shows me that he likely won't be game, script, game scripted out of this game when Minnesota starts beating the absolute shit out of Detroit because that's what teams do. Um, so to me, like, he's even going to be garbage time material because of his role in the passing game. Jamal Williams without DeAndre Swift, I think is a safe RB two with a RB one ceiling. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, he is a guy who's been like, you know, if I don't have him, um, but he seems like a guy who can really step into the role, especially now that with, with Swift gone, uh, mm-hmm. He's a guy who can get, who I think should be getting more play. I mean, Swifton's been playing well, and that's why he's not being featured more. Um, but he's a guy like Tony Pollard, who like if if Zeke were to go down, I think Pollard would have just himself a game, just because if when they do go to him, he gets a lot of chunk plays. And I think Williams is a guy who, when he gets his opportunity, is going to make the most of it. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you with that one. Duds. Moving forward, who is your dud of week 13? Avoid them, don't play them, forget about them. So I'm going to go with a guy who has been a stud a lot. Um, He's been one of your studs a lot. Uh, I think you picked him literally like at least three or four times just because he's been a stud. Um, And that's Cordell Patterson. I'm worried oh, about him. Please. I'm worried about him. I know that yeah, he lines up yeah, as a wide receiver as well, but he does get a lot of shares as a running back, and that's how he gets a lot of his points, especially like last week he's, against the Falcons. He's literally all the There's Falcons the have. He's going to get targets. He will, but I don't know if it's going to be enough for him to be valid without him getting his rush carries as well. I mean, against the Jaguars, he had 108 like rushing yards and two touchdowns, but he didn't do a lot through the air. Um, and so now, obviously, he's going against the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers, as we just saw, they stopped Jonathan Taylor. Um, scared the Colts right out of rushing for half the game. So I think, at least on the the, the rush side, Cordero's going to be limited. Now, does that mean he's going to be a complete dud? Maybe not, because he will be you know, a wide receiver at times. And he's going to get his looks here and there. Um, but I just think you're halving his production... Um, and you're making him only a wide receiver and not a running back wide receiver. So I, I just don't know if I trust it uh, against this stout uh, Buccaneers defense. I don't the think Penn the Falcons are going to put up many points. The Penn State part of me kills me, and to to do to pick this, and obviously you know it, it just hurts because he's one of my boys, um, but he's also a giant, and I probably <laughs> just gave it away, and you're gonna. <laughs> 
And, and I mean, once and you people, said Penn State, I already knew who you were talking about. And, and people are going to be like, how the hell, why the hell would I do this? Um, start Saquon or uh, sit Saquon and kind of forget about it for now. This is going to outrage those start your studs people. I get it. I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. But how has that really worked out for you with Saquon so far? He's rushed for fewer than 60 yards in every game that he's played this year. The Dolphins have not allowed a running back to top 10 fantasy points in the last four games. And look what they did to Christian McCaffrey before making him go out for the rest of the year. McCaffrey was targeted once in the passing game and he didn't even make the catch. It was rough for the Giants last week in the run against the Eagles. And if you think Freddie Kitchens is the guy to figure it out, then go for it and and start Saquon Barkley. But you've likely gotten, in my opinion, this far without Saquon. Figure it out with the guys that have carried you to this point. And uh, as much as I hate to say it, um, you know, especially if Mike Glennon were to play, it's kind of still in the air on that, but this Giants offense is so broken, and Saquon has not had a chance to do much of anything um, for fantasy purposes until he's in a better situation. Can't trust him. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, I I get like what you said, like start your studs or whatever, but he hasn't been a stud like ever since he's come back. It's it, he just hasn't been the same. He's not been the Saquon no. Barkley of old, the Saquon no. Barkley of his rookie season he's just not, he's just not there anymore. And I, and I don't know it, it, if he were on my team, if would, he were in a better offense, this would be a different conversation. Like I get the hesitancy. And, and like, if he is on my team, I I really don't know if I, I, if I can stomach taking him out, like a guy you spent a first round pick on, if you guess he was, he was a late, he was a late, probably mid to late first round pick. Yeah. And if you don't have a viable backup, then I understand if you just, put him in anyway and just hope for the best cross your fingers. But I mean, if you have someone who is like, if you have a Jamal Williams, probably put start him Jamal Williams, I'd start him Jamal over Williams. Saquon Barkley. That's yeah. just how it goes. So wild times, wild, wild, wild times. The playoff push is here. And that was another week of awesome football talk. Um, a little couple side notes real quick. Um, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I will say it again. We are going to start recording once again on Tuesday to have our episodes drop on Wednesday. The only reason we really did that to begin with was because of the college football playoff. Uh, We will keep you guys posted probably more so next week. Maybe not next week, but throughout the winter, um, MLB free agency has been going on. There have been good signings. However, effective now, immediately, um, there is a work stoppage. They are in a lockout and they are not particularly close in coming to terms of agreement. So we will keep you guys posted if anything uh, happens on that front. uh, If baseball is going to be close to returning anytime soon, my gut says that it's going to be a while. uh, And if we have baseball this year or next year, which I'm still hesitant about, it's going to probably be a shortened season. I think it's going to be that long of a, um, of a wait to have baseball back. Uh, the NBA will start talking, especially more after the holiday season. And once football starts winding down, kind of is what it is. Teams with COVID are kind of, you know, trying to get and themselves as, back. As they say, but, the NBA season doesn't start until after Christmas. Anyway, nope. So. 
no no it does not so uh we will we will get to plenty nba as well and obviously as things come down the pipeline we will address it but uh mostly football it's still football season the holiday season is quickly approaching and uh we are we are pushing on better than ever yeah it's gonna be a fun time um I'm excited to talk about the NBA when we finally do. Um, as we as we always are. As we always are. There's some crazy, crazy shit going on there. Crazy I shit. The crazy shit. Real good. So, yeah, the Warriors are all right. That's a... Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're all like right. 18 and 2. I know. It's, it's ridiculous. And the Suns have won the like Suns what, 16 won like straight? Seven, 16 straight 16, or something like that? 16, 17 straight, I think. 17, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're they're playing some good basketball out there on the West Coast right now. Um, we'd like to thank you guys once again for tuning into another jam-packed episode of Sports with a Z and a T. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Conda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Uh, enjoy the college football playoff uh, show on Sunday as well as all the conference championships, the NFL action on Sunday as well, and all the other chaos that is going to ensue until we talk to you guys next time. For Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with the ZNT. Stay safe out there, stay healthy, and we will catch you next week. See ya.